0: to see you know what God's been doing you know it's it's been a rough time for us all for the last couple of years but you know we're we're going to get through this all right this message is a little going to be a little different than what you're used to hearing but this is what God has given me and and I just want to open up in prayer before we start tonight father God I just give you all the praise and glory I thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in our lives, Lord. Lord God, as we be attentive to your word tonight, Lord God, and Lord God, help us to see and hear what you have for us, Lord God, and direct our ways, Father God, and help us, Lord God, to come together in unity and one accord, Father God, as, Lord God, you have called us to do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. I want to start by uh just reading a portion of before I read it uh, um you know we look at the children of Israel, you know they've been in in Egypt for over four hundred and thirty years all right and and finally they finally after all that time after being in bondage and in slavery, they finally cry out to God to help them in their situation all right so here. Finally, after hearing that, God gets a hold of Moses to go back to Egypt, all right? But now, I want to skip to the part where they're already pilgrimaging, they're already going out of Egypt, all right? They're already on their way out, and, and and Moses is finally, after all the plagues and everything that's been cast upon these people, they refuse to let the The children of God go to worship the Lord. And finally, after their firstborns are all taken away, Pharaoh decides, all right, I'm going to let you go now. I've had enough of this. So I want to start with Exodus 14.10. All right. As Pharaoh approaches, the Israelites look up, and there they saw the Egyptians marching after them, and they were terrified and cried out to the Lord, And they said to Moses, was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us to this desert to die? What have we done to to us to bring us out of Egypt? Don't, Don't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians. Would it not be better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert? And Moses answers the people, "Do not be afraid. Stand firm. You will see. You will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you out of this today. The Egyptians you see today you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Amen." Well, you know we we here they 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 would rather go back into bondage, back into slavery, because they, they saw the Egyptians coming down upon them. But we have to realize that that here, finally, they call out to God to help them, to deliver them, to, to set them free. And that's exactly what the Lord is going to do. But they didn't see it that way. They All they did was criticize, complain. And that's what... What the people of God usually do. You know, they complain, criticize, and they're never satisfied with what they have. It's amazing. You know, we think that everything's going to be all right, everything's going to go great, everything's going to be perfect in our lives. We live out our lives and we do everything that we have done. We get families, we get good jobs, we have homes, and we get blessed. And yet, because a tragedy hits our our lives, especially these last two years, because, you know, we have to look at at the fact that everybody has been suffering. It's not just the church. Everybody. Throughout the world. But who's going to cry out to the Lord during this time? Who is going to cry out to God and say, God, help us. Deliver us. Set us free from what we're going through. But instead, we we allow all this pain and suffering that's going on around us to pull us down. And that's exactly what the enemy wants to do. He wants you to dwell on all that's going on in the world today and get you to separate yourself from God. Get you to get away from God. These people finally cry out to God after being in Egypt for over 400 years. They finally cry out to God, and all they did was complain because they saw that Egyptians were coming after them. But God is a God that is going to help his people, help those that call upon him, help those that want to see him do something in your lives. We've all had tragedies. We've all had some shortcomings in the last year or two. We've all lost something. We've all have lost some loved ones. We've all lost marriages and and, and all lost uh, jobs and homes and, and lost finances and whatever it is. It goes on and on. There's a could be a tremendous list of things that have taken place in our lives. And yet, we allow that to pull us down. We allow that to consume us. We allow that to overcome us and, and take us down. And then we turn around, and beside all that, we start to listen to the lies of the enemy as always. Just like when Adam and Eve were in the garden, here is the, the enemy, the devil, Satan himself, will tell you, you surely won't die to the woman. Yeah, you, yeah you're yeah you right, the you're not going to die right now. You're just going to die to having a relationship with God. And that's exactly what the enemy is trying to do right now, even in the church. Even in the past year or two, he's been trying to get you to separate yourself from God, to listen to a lie and a deceit, to get you away, to stay home. I'm not telling you to stay home, but I'm not telling you that those that are our home, that's where you need to be. But you need to ask yourself, are you where you should be? Because you know something? God didn't pull us out of the world so we can go back into bondage. The children of Israel were taken out of Egypt so they could be set free. But yet, all they did was complain and murmur. Our lives are more important to God. Our lives are more important to those that are around us. we do done so much, but yet we'd rather see our lives come to an end. Sometimes there's people, not, not just here, but out there in the world, if you read the medium all the time, there's people taking their own lives because they can't handle what's going on around them are their circumstances and these are young people they're not even old people they're young kids teenagers young adults taking their lives because they want to end it all because they think it's it's an easy way out and i've been there before i know it's real the devil's real he puts those thoughts in your mind they are real people and the thing is, is that we dwell on them, and that's exactly what the enemy will do. Even with Eve, she dwelt on it, and she believed in that lie long enough that she took a bite, just to find out that he lied to her. But the sad part about it is, she turned around and gave it to Adam as well. See, our lies are more important to the Lord that he doesn't want us to continue to walk the way we walk. He wants us to realize that, yes, we need to call upon him. Yes, we need to call on him to help us through through the times that we're going through right now. It's difficult times. It's hard times. There's a lot of us that have given up, and a lot of us have shut up, and and a lot of us have just been captivated by staying away and hibernating away from everybody else because we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear the truth. We don't want to hear the Word of God. We don't want to hear what's going to help us and set us free. We don't want to hear what's going to take us out of that bondage that we're in. We need to be delivered. We need to be set free. We need to let the Lord touch our lives, touch our hearts today. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next year. But today, today, he says, is the day of salvation. Today is the day of redemption. Today is the day that God wants to do something in our lives. But the problem is, is are we going to listen to who today? You know, one thing is that the Lord told me, he says, you know something? I want you to look around. Look around at, at different individuals and ask yourselves, what do you see? Ask yourself, what do you see? Look at one another and ask yourself, what do you see in each and every one of us out here today? Because it's important. Because you got to understand something. We're missing out on what God is wanting us to see. All right? What do you see? I titled this message, yeah, you know, this year. But what do you see? Can you see the Christ Jesus in them that we need to see. See, we come to church, but we don't look at uh, at the church, the body of Christ, because that's who we are, the body of Christ. And we should have Jesus Christ in us, and, and we should be that example, and we should be that testimony, and we should be that voice to reach out to everybody that's here. And we have somebody that we can call upon, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that we can go to the Father. But you know something? God uses His people. You. And you. And you out there. And you out there. God wants to use each and every one of us. But the problem is, is that we don't want to let anybody know that we have Christ in us. We want to hide we don't want anybody to know, yeah, we've been on our jobs for so long that, yeah, people at one time says, oh, yeah, that's, that, I know who that is. You know something? When you are different from everybody else, they're going to see it in you. You don't even have to tell them anything because they're going to see who you are by how you act, how you talk, how you walk, who you hang around with, how you present yourself, the words that come out of your mouth. That's a very important thing. But you know something? If you never say anything, how are they going to know who you are? How are they going to see the Christ in you if you never present Jesus Christ and let them know, Hey, uh, you know, I, I know and I believe that God is alive. He's not dead. He still delivers. He still brings hope. He still brings joy. He still heals. He he still delivers and and takes you out of bondage. He sets the captive free. Every day. Every day. That's what we need to expect. When we come to service, we come expecting God to do something in my life. Not just to sit here and and hear something being preached and just go home. Oh, yeah, that was just a nice, nice service, you know. I'll go home and do nothing. I'll go home and just sit around and watch TV. I'll go home and I'll do my own activities and and my own uh, things that I like to do and keep myself busy doing everything else. But our Bible sits. and never gets opened. We call ourselves Christians, but we don't even know what's in the Bible. We don't even know the Word of God. We don't even communicate with the Lord. We don't even ask Him to help us out when we need it. Oh, yeah, we go through difficult times, but do how many of you come over here and when it comes to an altar call and you, and, and you have to be begged and, and pushed and shoved to come up? No, I'm sorry. That's not how it works. You have to come up here because you want to get touched by God. But no, we, we want to sit here and act like we're all holy and, well, here I am. I, I got it together. No, you're all a bunch of liars because God said all have sinned and none, none is righteous. But yeah, we think we got it together. Yeah, right. You're kidding yourselves. You're fooling yourselves. We got something that's missing in our lives. You know, we, we, we have this emptiness inside of us and we don't even know what it is. We don't even know what, what, what's going on anymore. It's like working on a puzzle. And you get down to the very end and, and then the last piece and it's missing. And you get frustrated and you're looking all over and looking and looking and looking and you can't even find it. You get so frustrated you throw it away. And that's what happens with our lives. We want to throw our lives away because we can't figure out what's going on inside We can't figure out what's wrong. We can't figure out what's missing. What's missing is that peace is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what's missing. But we try every remedy that we can out there in the world. I remember one year, my mom sent me a package in the mail. It was all about programs and everything. Because all she thought I was was just an alcoholic. But she didn't know I was in bondage from drugs and alcohol and all kinds of other garbage in my life. But she sent me this package figuring I'd I'd get myself involved in a program and I took it and threw it in the trash because I knew that's not going to help what I was going through. That's not going to help how I feel inside. Gone to religious church my whole life and and I got to the point where I couldn't even walk back into that building because I I I sit there and in my mind I contemplated I've been hearing them from their pulpit words that never changed my life. That it, I would go to those services to the masses and, and end up going back out and doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Because it never changed my life. Because, see, that's what religion does. It just tries to make you feel good. But that's all religion is. It's your way of feeling better about yourself, but not having a relationship with Jesus Christ that he's called us to have. Being rooted. Being rooted is what we need. Being rooted. In Colossians 2, it says, we need to know who he is. We need to be in him. Amen. Come on. What are you here for? Just to have a nice warm seat? Oh yeah. Come on. Shake it up. Even in, in uh in Luke chapter fifteen, verse eight, it says this woman supposed to have ten silver coins, and loses one. But, but she lights a light lamp to sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, for I found my lost coin. It's amazing. She, she was looking, searching for something that she had lost. When we lose something... What are we doing? Where are we going? Who are we talking to? Who are we asking? See, the Lord's there. The children of Israel, they realize that I have to call to God. After being there over 400 years, they finally call upon the Lord. But we don't have to wait over 400 years to call upon God. Daily, he says, we can come to him. Every minute of the day, every hour of the day, every day, every day of the week, we can come to him. We don't have to wait till it's a service. We don't have to wait till midweek service. We don't have to wait till Sunday. We can come to the Lord anytime we want. All we have to do is call to him. But we think that the only time we hear the word of God is when we come to church. That's right? No. Come on. Right on time. Our lives are important. We don't need to be missing out. We don't need to be missing and having something taken away from us. The devil wants to have Jesus taken away from us. And when we separate ourselves from the body of Christ, that's exactly what he's doing. He's getting you to to be bound back in in, in bondage and slavery because he doesn't want you to join in to be part of the kingdom of God. See, God is wanting you to be coming together. Coming together. That's what he wants. But the problem is the church hasn't been coming together. All throughout the land, throughout the country, throughout the world, the church has not been coming together. He talks about it in the book of Acts, where they came daily and broke bread from house to house. And the problem is, in the last two years, we don't even communicate with one another unless we're here. We don't come out to any extra activities unless we're here. We don't call somebody up and say, hey, will you come on over We want a fellowship. We don't do that anymore because we're afraid of getting out of our comfort zone because we're afraid that something might happen to us. Don't you trust in God anymore? Don't you believe in Jesus Christ? Don't you believe that he died on the cross and shed his blood so that we can be forgiven? Don't you know that by his stripes that we are healed? But yet we forget about all that. We forget about what we believe. We forget about who we are. We are the children of God. We are ambassadors of the king. We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, he says. But we don't we don't follow what we believe. We don't preach it anymore. We don't speak it anymore. Pastor will call an outreach. Nobody will show up anymore because they're afraid. Being real today? You can hate me all you want, but it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. And we don't even have it inside of us anymore. I've been through a lot too. But I didn't quit. I didn't give up. Yeah, it hurt. Somebody asked me recently, what makes you sad? I said, said, you know what my answer was? It wasn't about being sad. It was about I I know who I can go to to comfort me through what I'm going through. Instead of complaining to everybody about what I go through, I give it to the Lord because I know He's going to take care of me. When the words come out of our mouth speaking negative about what we're going through, that's exactly what we're going to be doing all our lives is being negative. You have to change how you speak, how you say things, what you believe in, who you believe in, what you believe in, who he is. Is he inside of you? Is he living in you? Is the word of God in you? Is there any hope in you? Is there any joy left in your lives? Then use it! Quit hiding it! Quit telling everybody you don't even know God anymore! Judas, check this out, was with Jesus through the three years that he ministered on this earth. He saw the signs, wonders, and miracles of the dead raised up! the bread being broken the fish being spread and feeding the thousands and yet he still portrayed Jesus and that's exactly what we do when we don't trust in the lord we betray him and walk out on him and we turn him in and says oh you could take him away you could put him on the cross again cuz that's what we do when we turn our backs on god we become another judas But we think that we got it all together. We don't. I have a tendency to get away from my notes. But I don't forget. I don't forget what God has done in my life. I don't forget where I've come out of. I don't forget the fact that where I was at, at one time, and I had to cry out to God because I was tired of living the life that I lived. The thing is, is that are we tired of what we're, where we're at, what we're doing, and how we're doing things? And are we crying out to God instead of crying out to the world? The world's going to give you whatever you want to fill that void that you have inside of you, but it's not going to fit. It's not going to take care of that emptiness. It's not going to fill the void anymore. It's only going to be a piece that you can set there, but it's not going to get all the way in place. Because the only piece that will actually fit, that will comfort you and give you what you need, is Jesus Christ. There's no other piece that'll fit. Jesus could fit into anything that's missing in your life if you let Him. Anything. Anything that you're going through. Anything that you're going through. Anything that you feel. This year. This year. Will you make a difference? This year will you get rooted properly? See, I started this message last year. But it wasn't until Pastor Art says, okay, I want you to preach today that I finally finished it. And then even after I wrote it and then he he preached about being rooted, then it all fit together. And this is not even what I wrote down. Because the thing is, God knows what we need to hear. It's not what we want to hear. God wants you to hear His words. But if we never open up the book, we're not going to know what's inside of it to know that it's His words that He's speaking to us because we're ready to listen to a lie of the enemy. Yeah, as soon as you go out those doors, guess what? If you didn't listen to anything that was going on today, He's going to turn around and lie to you. As soon as you go out there to get you to fight, to argue, To do whatever you want to do. It's that simple. All you have to do is let him dwell in your mind. Because that's his playground. And he don't play games. He plays for keeps. Check it out. Think I'm kidding? Go ahead. Just let him dwell in your mind. Just let him take you off and, and wander somewhere. And guess what? He does a real good job. I know I was there for a long time before I got saved. I know what it's like to feel like ending your life. I know what it's like about wanting to just say, give it all up. Who cares about me anyway, all right, what I've done? Because you know something, when you take your life, people don't care about all the good you've done. They remember how you left. And there's a lot of people that have been leaving the wrong way today. But that's because they haven't heard the truth that would set them free. We need to realize that as the body of Christ... We need one another. We need each and every part. Each and every one of us is important. God has called us out of that world into a, to His marvelous light. But not only that, but He is, has a calling on each and every one of us. Your calling is different than the next person. But you all have something you can do. Pastor was talking about it on on Sunday. Doing your part. But will you? Will you raise up a, a banner? Will you will you stand up and say, "God, here I am. Use me." You know, even Chama when he's in the bean field, and everybody else left, he didn't he didn't leave. Because he, he still trusted in God. He still allowed God to move in his life and give him the strength and the courage and, and the ability to overcome the enemy. It's not that they all left and, 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 and thought that they, you know, that they deserted him, but he was the only one there when the, when the enemy struck. See, a lot of times the enemy's waiting for you to be all alone. But in the kingdom of God, you're not alone. You're not alone. You have every one of us that you could call upon. But if you don't call upon the people of God, who are you going to listen to? You know, a lot of times we think that we can't call on one another. We think that we're, the person that's next to us or over on the next row or the next row or the next row, oh, I don't, uh, they're just a nobody. No. You're a child of God. When you leave here, you're still a child of God. And one thing, you still have Christ in you. And we still have a hope and an answer that God has given us to give to somebody. We have something to share to one another. We have a testimony that we can share. That will change somebody's life. That'll give somebody hope. That'll give somebody something to look forward to. But if you keep it within yourself, a lot of times we, we don't want to tell anybody. We keep it to ourselves, but that's what they needed to hear. And if you're out there, you need to listen to your brothers and your sisters because it's important. God uses people. He doesn't use the world because He calls His people a royal priesthood, ambassadors that have the Word of God, that have the Word of life inside of them. That, that, that is the Word that's going to change your life. That's the Word that's going to give you hope. When I was out there in the streets, and, and somebody would hand me a track, And I would watch everybody throw them away and and I, I would read it and read and read. That's the only reason why God touched my life is because I was looking for something. I wanted something. I was desperate for something different in my life, and I was tired of living the way I was living. But sometimes we get so comfortable living the way we live, we don't want to change. But you have to decide what you want to do with your life. You have to decide where you're going to go with your life. You have to decide if you want to get get delivered from wherever it is that's holding you in bondage where you're at. The children of Israel finally realized the only place that they could do is call upon the Lord. That's the only place that we can call upon the Father. And Jesus made a way for us to go to him. Amen? So why do we quit? Why do we quit calling upon the Lord? He's there for us. You know, I'm going to finish with this one more scripture. Well, maybe two. First of all, John 15, 5. He says, I'm the vine, and you are the branches. Without him, we can do nothing. All right? He says, uh, he's the vine, and you're the branch. In other words, you are already interlocked with the Lord. Don't you realize? He's already got you. And the only way that that bond is going to be broken is when you leave, not Him. When you leave Him. God will never leave you nor forsake you. But we leave Him. In my life, in my walk with the Lord, I've seen pastors go back to the old ways and die because they decided to shoot up one more time. And that's sad That's sad and devastating to the church that they were preaching to. Because they gave up on God. Because they didn't think God could do anything in their lives. God can't heal. God can't deliver. I don't know about you, but my God's not dead. I said, my God's not dead. We don't give up. We go Forward. You mess up, you get up. You hear me? You mess up, you get up. And if you can't get up, you call for help. All right? There's nothing wrong with calling out for help. That's right. Amen? In Luke chapter 8.45, Jesus here being pressed by a crowd of people. Because no matter where Jesus went, people would hear, Jesus is coming. And they heard about the signs and the wonders and the miracles and Lazarus being raised from the dead. And people would always come to hear about what He had to say. And here's this crowd around him. And Jesus, he says, who touched me? Jesus asked. And, and when they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, somebody touch me. I know the power has gone out from me. Here this crowd, all that came out to hear Jesus, but one person One person out of that whole crowd made her way just to touch his garment because she knew and already set in her mind that if I could just touch his garment, I'll be healed. And exactly that happened that very moment when she touched Jesus. Jesus already knew who it was. But here Peter says, look, everybody's touching you. Yeah, but... Not everybody comes to ask the Lord for healing. When the time comes to, to come to the altar, nobody wants to come up anymore because they don't want to tell, well, God, I, I need this. Or Lord, I, I need some healing. I need some deliverance of something that I'm doing and going through. Or I have a problem with saying the wrong things all the time. It doesn't matter what it is. God's not going to turn you away. But you have to be like this woman. You have to press on through the crowd. That's it. Amen? She wanted something different. She tried everything else in the world. She tried all the remedies. None of the pieces fit. This year, what are you going to do? What are we going to say? Who are we going to call to? Who are we going to get rooted into? Amen? Praise God. Just, uh, I'd like to say that, you know, maybe you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior.